0: Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. Well, hey, if you have your Bibles, turn in your Bibles to uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 9 is where we're going to be hanging out today. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, uh, we'd love to give you a Bible, and so they're actually at our info area, Um, and so if you don't have a Bible and would love one, we'd love to give you one, so uh, you can get that after service. Uh, We're in week number two of a series that we're calling Give Your Life Away, and really in this holiday season, a lot of times what can be a season that is so focused on what we can get? we actually wanna take just a few weeks in the life of our church and not talk about necessarily what we can get, but what we can give. And a lot of this comes from actually Jesus and what he says in Matthew chapter 10. And this is actually our theme verse for our series where Jesus says, if you cling to your life, you will lose it. Basically, if you hold on to your life and don't worry, just make sure you get yours and make sure that you're just worried and thinking about you, you will lose it. But if you give up your life, for me, you will find it. And so kind of our whole theme for this entire series is that true life is found when you give your life away. And this is not a money series. This is a generosity series, and that's very different. And the truth is, we believe that Christians should be the most generous people on, on planet Earth. Um, just, w- we believe that, that there should be no other philanthropy that is more than the Christians in the body of Christ. And we're not just talking about money. Yes, we're talking about being generous with our money and our possessions and our stuff, but we're also talking about being generous with our time and being generous with like our ideas and creativity. We want to be people that are generous also with our gifts and the talents and the things that God's put on the inside of us, that we want to be generous with our words. We want to be generous with our encouragement. We want to be generous with our joy and our prayers and our serving and our, and our hugs and our handshakes and our fist bumps and high fives. Like We just want to be generous people. In fact, one of our uh, values as a church, we have 10 values as a church, what makes us uniquely us. And one of our values is generosity is our privilege. And that's a big deal to us. It's not that we got to give, we get to give. There's a huge difference in that mentality. And so we want to have the mentality as a church that generosity, any opportunity that I can to be able to give my life away in any way, shape, or form, oh my goodness, it's a privilege. And so that's a big deal to us, that generosity is our privilege. And, and last week, if you missed last week, it was week one, and, and, and we just simply called that how to be rich. And it wasn't talking about, okay, do these steps, and then your bank account will explode. It wasn't that at all. It actually was, was hey, here's the fact that we are rich, that that's, that's, that's the reality of our life. And maybe another word that, that maybe some of us are a little bit more comfortable with is that we're blessed. I don't know. Is anybody blessed in here? Like I'm blessed. I, I know I am, but you're not blessed just so you can be blessed. The, the Bible says that you're blessed to be a blessing. And that's a big deal. And that's what we talked about. If you miss, we actually have a uh, audio podcast that you can find and catch up on, on, on our messages. And you can find those on, on iTunes and Spotify. Um, and so that's, that's a big deal. And we talked about that. We're blessed so that we can give our lives away. We talked about five specific opportunities during this season as a church that you have an opportunity to be able to give your life away. And so we talked about these things. We talked about first, we talked about Legacy Sunday, which is actually next Sunday. And that's next Sunday, December 16th. And it's it's a special day that we'll set aside once a year. So this will only come around once a year. And the whole idea behind Legacy Sunday is that we'll take up our one and only special offering that we do every single year. And what we're gonna do is 100% of this offering, we'll, we'll give it away, 100%. I mean, every single cent. And, that's, and, and where, where most of the time, whenever we do a lot of the money that is given here, it goes out the doors, but on this special day, we're gonna take up a, an offering right in the middle of the service. And that offering is gonna go to be able, and we've really prayed about, and God's opened up so many tremendous opportunities. I'm so excited about the things um, that, that God has. And here's the cool thing you get to give not, not just to a church next week, you get to give through a church, okay? There's a big difference. You're not giving to church next week. You're giving through a church because we have went ahead and a lot of doors have opened up and we've met people and there's organizations that I cannot wait. They don't even know we're coming and we're going to go in and we're going to just lay, not just like my, my prayer is, is, is that we just don't like give person a check that we give somebody a honking check. You know what I'm saying? Something that like makes our eyes get big. So I'm like, who are you? Why are you doing this? And is there any strings attached? And like, no, 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 there's no strings. We just love you. And we love what you're doing in our city. And we just want to bless you. And so we're going to get to do that. And we're going to, we're going to bless churches and ministries. And uh, we got some opportunities with the school here. With their, I mean, I'm telling you, it, there's some incredible opportunities. And uh, one of the biggest things that, that we want to do is that this is something that is over and above your normal giving. And it's next Sunday. And the more, the more that's given, the more people we can help because we got a lot of vision. And so this week, I just want to encourage you as a church to do this. One, just pray. Just pray, that's the biggest thing that we ask you to do. Uh, we're not ever gonna, and listen, we will never ask you for money. Hold me accountable, church, okay, hold me accountable. We will never ask you for money, but we will unapologetically ask you to ask God if you should give and what you should give. So this week, take some time. If, if, if you're married, take some time together as a couple and say, hey, what, how, how can we, let's pray, let's ask God. So pray. Second thing I would love for you to do for next week is prepare is prepare your heart. Uh, some of you, you need to actually like write out the check and prepare it, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you'll prepare. So let's pray, let's prepare. And then next week, let's all participate in whatever way that you can, in whatever way that God leads you. I just want to ask us to participate next week. Um, and so that, that's one way. Here, here's the second way that the second opportunity that we talked about last week are acts of kindness, and those are actually can be found out. And there's this little, there's this little sign holder that's out there. And we have these little cards that they're available all the time, but we really wanted to kind of ramp that up during this holiday season of how can we just bless people? No strings attached. I was actually in a coffee shop this week and uh, there was somebody that, that goes to our church and they were in there and they came up, they said, Hey, can, can I, can I buy your coffee? I said, I'm sorry, I already bought it. I, I, I can't, but I know somebody that's coming in here in a little bit and you can buy theirs. And she's like, okay, I'll do that. And she did it. And she was like, but don't tell him that it was me. And it was cool. And he came in, we had a meeting. And he was like, why did somebody buy my coffee? And she was just kind of just sitting over there, just kind of watching, just kind of watching. <laughs> it was awesome. It was cool. And, uh, and, and, so, and so we really want to ramp that up this season. So I want to encourage you on your way out, like grab a fistful of them and look for opportunities throughout the week to be able to just randomly bless somebody in some way. You know, it doesn't have to be financially. Maybe it could just be like, hey, if, if let's just say you're in here and, and, and you live like with, with your parents, okay? So there's some people in here, you're still living with your parents. Maybe you just do something just super nice for them, like clean the whole house and just lay that card on the table and be like, no strings attached. I just love you, mom. You know, um, There's a lot of different things you could do. We actually have ideas that are out at the info area as well. Um, and so we want to be able to focus this season on acts of kindness. Another one is what we called I Love My City Outreach, and it's where we made a whole bunch of packs to be able to give out to the homeless community of Cincinnati. And it was so cool because here's the cool thing. Like none of them are available because last week you guys are awesome. And you took all of them. And so we don't even have, and so uh, one, I just want to say thank you so much for being such a generous church, for buying into that, for grabbing that and say, okay. Um, and so I've heard some really cool stories, even this week, of, of some ways that God has used moments like that to really connect with somebody and look somebody in the eye and just say that Jesus loves you and we care about you too. And so that's something that we were able to do. And what's cool is that this and the kind of the rest of the things that are on the list have nothing to do with money. And the next one is this. The fourth kind of opportunity was what we what we called is like jumping on our dream team, which is a team of people that serve that help make this dream possible. That they live out th- their dream on this team. And so we have people that are serving everywhere, every single Sunday. And there's all types of opportunities. And that's what kind of our growth track is all about is to help you get on that team. And so I just want to encourage you that maybe you've hadn't you've never done that, or maybe you haven't jumped on the team yet. That could be an awesome opportunity for you to give your life away. And then the last one is actually what we're doing on for Christmas and it's Christmas at Queen City Church and that's actually in two weeks and we're so excited about our first ever Christmas services and I said services because we're doing two on that day. Um, We just believe some people gonna show up and uh, we're so excited and so uh, we we have uh, we have invites and so the way that you can really give your life away is to be able to help us give this church away by inviting people and saying, hey, we would love for you to come. And we have two opportunities on on that Sunday morning on, on December 23rd. It's gonna be nine o'clock and 11 o'clock. Um, and so we would love for you to be able to uh, to maybe bring somebody with you. Um, and we're believing that that God's gonna do a lot of really cool things. A lot of people are gonna meet Jesus that day. Um, and so we're so excited about that. And, uh, by the way, I just, I, again, you are an amazing church. I want you to hear that from me. Uh, this week I was thinking about it. And after I saw the response of last week of how many cards were taken and how many invites were taken, and literally I, I went and saw, and I was in the lobby last week and there was zero acts of kindness cards left. And I said, somebody's got to fill that back up because, because we had more and we were like, we got to put more. And, you know, every single one of those packs are, ta- and I know that so many of you are praying and preparing for next week. I just am so thankful from the bottom of my heart that, that, that I'm, so, I'm so proud that we're a generous church. And so um, I'm just blown away by the response. Thank you for being such a generous church. And I want you to know that no doubt that your generosity is making a huge difference. It's leading to changed lives and people tangibly experiencing God's love. And at the same time, what I believe is that you're making the devil absolutely terrified of what's happening, one, inside of you, two inside of this church, and three inside of this city. And so I just want you to know that I'm so excited, so thankful. And, and that's why we kind of the whole idea last week is that is that we believe that when you give your life away, that this world will never be the same. That's why we believe that with all our heart. And so this week, uh, we're actually going to start in 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And uh, if you don't have your Bible, there's going to be a really big one behind me. So you can read that. Um, and this is what it says, starting in verse eight. Is awesome. I'm excited about today. So it's what Second Corinthians chapter nine, starting. I'm sorry, verse six. Starting in verse six, it says, "Remember this: Whoever sows sparingly will also reap sparingly, and whoever sows generously will also reap generously." And and that's very like a, um, it's very like like a farming, agriculture type of language. And and we basically here it's this: If you plant more, you're going to get more. Okay, Uh, Maybe in a financial sense, we get this in in 2018, that if we invest more into our Roth IRA, then we'll we'll, we'll return more, okay? So it's kind of that that type of mentality. And it says in verse seven, each of you, which by the way, that's you're an each, okay? So each of you should give what you have decided. And that's where we're gonna really focus today, where you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And God is able to bless you abundantly. And we talked about this last week that blessed, all that really means is is God gives me more than I need for myself. And so God's gonna bless you, he's gonna give you more than what you need just for you. And he's gonna bless you abundantly so that in all things at all times, having all that you need, you will abound in every good work. And then it says this in verse 11, It says, you will be enriched in every way, in every way, so that you can be generous on every occasion, that you're looking for those opportunities, that you're just not blessed for you, you're blessed to be a blessing. And through us, your generosity will result, and here's the cool thing, your generosity will result in people being like, thank you, God, that there's going to be people that are going to experience God's love because of your Generosity, and all they're going to be able to do is say, Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, when I read these verses, I see that biblical generosity, and I'm going to fire through these, okay? So, just so you know, some of you are note takers and you're just like, I'm going to go fast, okay? So, I'll just send them out later, or you can take a picture of it at the very end, okay? They're going to be all up there. But just when I read through those verses, here's four things I see very fast. One is that biblical generosity should be decided in advance. Two, it should not be done reluctantly. Three, it should not be done under compulsion. And then four should be done cheerfully. So in other words, that when I see that, if I could sum that up into one thing, is that I see that generosity should be intentional. It should be intentional. So over the next few minutes, I wanna talk to you about the subject. I wanna have a, just a conversation over intentional generosity, about intentional generosity. And so let me just tell you straight up, here's my goal today. My number one goal today is to practically help you. We believe so much that our, that our Sundays, what we experience in here should affect our Mondays. And so we're in here to be able to see what God has to say about that. So let's lean in. Let's see what God has to say. And then let's walk out of here different than when we walked in. Everybody good with that? If you're good with that, give me a thumb up. Give me a thumb up. Cool. Let's pray. God, we love you. We thank you. We invite you. Do whatever you want to do. Speak to us. God, speak to us. We don't want to play church today. We love you. And it's through Jesus we pray. And everybody said, amen. How many of you, just by show of hands, how many of you love Chick-fil-A? How many of you love Chick-fil-A? Come on, Christian chicken. Okay. How many you love Christian chicken? I love me some gospel bird, you know. I love everything about Chick-fil-A. I love the menu. I mean, I'm talking about, I'm not just talking about something on the menu. I'm talking about the whole menu. I don't know if I've had anything this bad there. Like, I like, of course the sandwiches, the, you know, the, the grilled, the, the, the fried, the, the, the clubs, the, the spicy, you know, I, I mean, like the, the nuggets, the fingers. Uh, I, I mean, I'm talking about even like the soup, the soup is good. I, the salads, you can go, you can go healthy options at Chick-fil-A. It's so good. The milkshakes, incredible, cookies, good, you know, like, I'm telling you, everything And those waffle fries, oh, slap somebody, they're so good, I mean, my goodness, I really love Chick-fil-A sauce, I mean, a lot, a lot there's a lot of good sauces, but the goat, and the Chick-fil-A sauce, you know, they named their whole business after it, you know, <laughs> I love it, it's going to be served in heaven, I believe it with all my heart, I believe it. I love how fast and efficient Chick-fil-A is. Yeah, I love that my kids love Chick-fil-A. I mean, I'm telling you, it is like mom heaven in there. I mean, just like kids love Chick-fil-A. I love, I, like I even love the predictable my pleasure, you know. I sometimes try to get them to say it as many times in one little short interaction as I can thank you. My pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my pleasure. Because they're trained to like say it every time. It's kind of mean. Um, I also recognize it's really mean for me to be talking about Chick-fil-A uh, on a Sunday. Because some of you are like, okay, that's what I'm getting. Oh, no. It's like, got to go to Cane's. Okay. Like, yeah, it's uh-huh. And the more I thought about it this week, I, like Chick-fil-A is the most intentional fast food restaurant I've ever experienced. And, um, you, know, you know, all those things that we really love about Chick-fil-A, it's not on accident. It's actually intentional. In fact, their whole customer service motto is this, second mile, second nature. That's their whole customer service motto. That's what they take people through training. And they talk about going the second mile. And that actually comes from Jesus in Matthew chapter five, where, where it says, if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with them two miles. And so what they'll do is they'll go into a meeting, and they'll take two kind of like whiteboards, or they'll take two lists, and they'll put up one, and they'll be like, what is the first mile for most fast food restaurants? And they'll write down things like, should be fast, okay? (laughs) And let's, let's serve food, you know? And they'll list these things that are like very obvious. Yes, everybody talks about those things. And so they'll write all those things down. And then they'll say, okay, what do people expect from a fast food restaurant? That's the first mile. But then the second mile, they'll say, they'll do another one. They'll say second mile. And they'll say, what do people not expect from a fast food restaurant? And then they'll brainstorm and they'll write different things out. And they'll say, well, people won't expect this. Oh, yeah. Oh, guess what? They won't expect that. And so then they'll write all those things down. And because of that list, they'll come up with things and ideas like this. They'll they'll provide free Cheerios, like little small containers of Cheerios for moms with little babies that aren't gonna eat waffle fries and chicken nuggets, but they can have those on the house. Like they'll think through like, well, most people have one drive-through lane. Let's have two. And then let's just not have two. Let's put people out there with these little technology belts that end up you can you can just you know get, just swipe cards and like you know, all of a sudden you can you can be able to get I yeah, got her got her over there okay um, you know and, and and they'll think of things like that they'll 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 think of things like well what if at a fast food restaurant instead of like you waiting there what if we took people their food to their table And we walked them all the way to where their table is and let's strategically put it in the certain hand that we want to so that we can pull the chair out for people when they sit down. See, like that second mile. And by the way, I started thinking about like, what if we all took that second mile, second nature approach to literally every area of our life? What if we sat down sometime this week and said, okay, my marriage, what's the first mile? Let's make sure we're hitting all those. But hey, what would it look like if I was second mile in my marriage? What would it look like for me as an employee this week to say, okay, here, here's the first mile. Yeah, i show up on time. But what would second mile look like? And what if we applied that in literally every single area of our life? And Chick-fil-A is so intentional. And in Second Corinthians chapter 9, it says that our generosity should also be intentional. So one more time, I, I want to read this verse specifically, verse 9, where it says, Each of you should give what you have decided, what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. And we're gonna lock in on that word, decided. It just means that there should be some thought put into it. And by the way, I have no problem with spontaneous giving. In fact, I think it's very healthy from time to time. I just don't think it's how your giving should always look, okay? So here's really the question that we need to answer today. What's my plan for intentional generosity. What's going to be my plan? Like if, if we need to be intentionally generous, what, so what's my plan? What's that going to look like? Because I've learned that if you don't have a plan, you actually plan to fail. And so today I want to help you with three specific questions that I ask myself. And so listen, this, this, this may work for you, this may not. And I always say this when it's something like this, it's like, hey, if my bullet fits your gun, shoot it. Okay, but it's my responsibility to be able to practically help you. And so these are like three questions that will really help you be intentional with your generosity. And here's the first one, the relationship question, the relationship question. And here's the question that this that, that for, the, for the relationship question. Here it is. Who will I commit to relationally? Who will I commit to relationally? And here's what I believe. I believe that God builds his kingdom relationally. And that, that no relationships are on accident. And get this, God has connected you with, to certain people, to certain groups, to certain churches on purpose to build his kingdom. And God is calling you to have a committed through thick and thin, heart and soul, I'm with you, you can count on me relationship with them. But the truth is, we live in a world where too often our relationships are more convenient than committed. Meaning, the first time that I don't like what you did, I'm out. You know, the first time I don't feel like loving you, I'm going to stop loving you. That I don't have to love you anymore. It's the first time that I don't fully agree with everything, it's just time for me to move on from something. But we need more relationships. I'm going to say this, especially in our marriages and in our families. We need more relationships where we say, I don't care what I feel. I'm making the choice to not go anywhere because I made a commitment. And that's why like one of our biggest dreams as a church, and it's something that I literally pray for almost every single day. is something that if you go to step one, you'll hear this. And it's the fact that, you know, there's 2.1 million people in the greater Cincinnati area. And one of the biggest things that I dream of and something that I pray about often is I pray that every single 2.1 million people are planted in a life-giving church. Like that's a big deal. Is that something that, and that's actually what our whole step one of our growth track is all about, is about getting getting planted in a life-giving local church. And that actually comes from Psalm chapter 92 and verse 13, where it says, those who are planted in the house of the Lord those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God and what i love is that this verse is a promise that if you get planted meaning if you're committed and if you're just not you know that if you're a contributor not just a consumer that if you're that in a life-giving local church that you will flourish and so let me just encourage you get planted get planted and here's the deal here's what i want you to see we don't want this for us we want it for you it's, it's because we want to see your life flourish. And so get planted in a life-giving local church. And it hear me, it doesn't have to be this one. Even though I think this one's awesome. I do, I do. I think, it's, I think we have an awesome church. I would go to this church if I didn't lead this church. I think about that a lot, I really do. Um, like, yeah, I'd go there, yeah. Uh, but... I just want to encourage you, like, there's a lot of amazing churches in this city. I know because I've met them. And so, even if it's not this church, that's cool. But get planted in a life-giving local church and um, find one, plant yourself, and then be intentionally generous. Be there, give, serve, invite. Why? Because when you're committed relationally, don't miss this, when you're committed relationally, you are are intentionally generous that's kind of the result of it, is you're intentionally generous. So the relationship question, who will I commit to relationally? Here's the second one, the difference question, the difference question, and here's that. It's, will it make an eternal difference? Is my generosity, will it make a difference? Will it make an eternal difference? Okay, in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, in verse 12, through 15, it says this, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw, but on the judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show, show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaped. So it's not talking about salvation here. It's not talking about, hey, you know, you better, you better give and you better, because listen, we can never pay that back. We can never earn that. We just sang a song about that. The fact that there's nothing we can do to earn it. It's, not, it's, it's talking about something else. And what's cool is we're going to talk a little bit more about that next week. But it, it's saying like, hey, that, that there's going to be a time where that happens. And then, and then kind of it says this. It shows that there's some things in God's kingdom that will last. It will stand the test of time. And some things won't. Let me put it this way. Not all giving is the same. That you're giving should be strategic in getting people to heaven. Why? Because it will last. It'll make an eternal difference. And so right now, like it's very, it's very like a big thing to have like this social justice is a very like big buzzword and, bit and, and kind of topic. And I, I hear my heart, social justice without spiritual justice is not justice. Let me put it this way. If we feed them and they still don't go to heaven, we still lose still feed them. Absolutely. Still feed them. Just feed them in Jesus name. And so that's, that's something that's a big deal because here's what we believe. We believe as a church and we're committed to this, that meeting physical needs will always open spiritual doors. And so the greatest gift that we can give people is not just food or clothes, which by the way, we're going to give food. We're going to give clothes. We're going to do all those things. And we're going to be committed to doing that. We even put it this way. One of our other values is that our city is our responsibility. And so we're we're going to do that. We're going to feed people. We're going to try to help people. We're going to find the broken places of our city and try to be able to tangibly meet needs. That's a very big deal. But the greatest gift that we can give is not food or clothes. The greatest gift that we can give is the gospel. And so we want to make sure that everything that we're doing is that we're being able to communicate the love of God to people, that we can be able to to give everything that we can because we want to make an eternal difference. In other words, we want to rob hell and populate heaven. That's a big deal to us. So the difference question, will it make an eternal difference? And then here's the third one, the God question. And I love this one. And here's the question, is God speaking to me? So when it comes to generosity, God, are you speaking to me about this? And one of the coolest things about being a Christian is knowing that you're on assignment. Is that we know that we have an assignment from God to make a difference, that we're on assignment. It changes how you approach every single situation every single day. It's saying, like, God, today, I'm going to Target. Do you want me to make a difference there today? That, you know what? Today, when I go into my job, is there anything you want me to do there? That when I'm at home today, God, is there anything that you would like me to do extra today? That, hey, I'm going here today. I'm going there today. Is there anybody you want me to encourage is there anybody you want me to serve? Is there anybody that you want me to show love to that maybe, maybe, is there anybody you want me to go out of my way and to encourage today? You know, like what's so cool is that we are on assignment. And I love this in Matthew chapter nine, because Jesus shows us an example of what this tangibly looks like. In Matthew chapter nine, in verse 35, listen to this. It says, Jesus went through all the town and villages teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. And when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them. Notice the order. Jesus went, Jesus saw the need and Jesus then had compassion. A lot of times we want the reverse. And a lot of times we want to feel the compassion. Then we want somebody to give us the, help us see the needs and then we'll actually go and do it. But Jesus did the exact opposite. He went, then he saw the need, then he had compassion. But Jesus said, everywhere I go, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to be looking for needs. I'm going to be looking for open doors. In other words, my spiritual radar is going to be on, seeing where God is doing and seeing what he's doing. And so that I can be generous, so that I can give my life away. And then when he sees the need, I'm going to jump on every single opportunity and make a difference. See, Christians, we are called to follow that Jesus. We are called to everywhere we go be looking for needs. That's why it's so cool to have those random acts of kindness maybe on you so that when you go somewhere, you're asking, God, I'm on assignment today. When I go to my job, I'm not just there to get money. I'm not just there to build up my, 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 my vacation or my 401K. I am there on assignment by God this week. And so I'm looking every single day for needs. And then when God shows them to you, I'm going to have compassion and I'm going to go do something about that. So I want to challenge you this next week to keep asking yourself this question, God, what would you have me do? In every single environment and everywhere that you go, ask this question consistently, God, what would you have me do? Examples like in my home, what would you have me do this week? In the place that I live, what would you have me do? At my job, what would you have me do? When I go out to eat after church today, what would you have me do? That there's going to be maybe uh, like, like, like a waiter that's right there. What, what would you have me do to be able to bless it? How cool would it be if like just our church is known on Sunday afternoons, like you want the people from Queen City Church to be able to come and get your table because you know you're about to get the hookup because they're generous people. What do you want me to do, God. What would you have me do when I go to the drive-thru line next week? What would you have me do when I'm at the coffee shop next week? The next Sunday for our first ever legacy offering. God, what would you have me do? That's something that my wife and I are going to do this week. We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about it. We're going to pray. We're going to prepare so that next week we can participate. That's something that we're going to do. Never forget, if you are a Christian, you are on assignment. Let me put it this way, that if that if you are a Christian, the ultimate purpose of my life is to make a difference. That's what God put on the inside of you. And I just need you. I just need every single person to look up at me in the eyes. You are made by God to make a difference on this planet. You were, there's a purpose on your life. It's not done. That God has a plan and a purpose for your life. And we want to do anything we can to help that become reality. Okay, Um, so how can you be intentional with your generosity? One, the relationship question. Who will I commit to relationally? Two, the difference question. Will it make an eternal difference? And three, the God question, is God speaking to me? Um, Let me close with this. Um, Here's one of the many things that I love so much about God is that he never asks us to do something he hasn't already done. I love that. I love the fact that before God ever says, hey, you, give your life away, that he's already done that. He's already given everything for us. And he is the ultimate example that when you are committed relationally to someone, that you're intentionally generous. That's like the first one, the very first question that we, God, who are you calling me to, to intentionally have relationship with, to be relationally committed to? Because the truth is, when you're relationally committed to somebody, you inten- like, there's intentional generosity that's there. And he's so committed to having a relationship with you, not just religion, not just do's and don'ts, not just checking off these lists, not this compartmentalized part of your life. He wants a relationship with you, and he's so committed to you that this, in John 3, 16, and I love this, this, this version of it. It's a different version that I found this week. It says, for this is how much God loved the world. Let me make it just a little bit more personal. This is how much God loves you. This is how much God loves you, young lady. This is how much God loves you, sir. Loves you. Yes, the person to your right and to your left who's sitting in front of you, but this also applies to you. And he said, for this is how much God loves you, that he did what people who are in love do. They give. And so he gave his one and only, I love this next word that it was added, unique. His unique son, Jesus, as a gift. I love that sentence. That he gave his one and only unique son, as a gift. So now everyone who believes in him will never perish, but experience everlasting life. And here's what kind of blows me away is that he sent his one and only son, his unique son, just for the chance to have a relationship with him. And here's what I know. Sometimes I think we can be around environments like this and we can hear statements like that. And we can hear a, a verse like that. And we can hear a sentence like for the fact that Jesus, that he came to die for you, just for the chance to have a relationship with you. And we hear that so much, sometimes I think we lose the weight and the magnitude and the bigness of what that of what, of how big of a deal that that really is. Like, do you understand how huge that is? I have two sons myself these two little guys. We took that this week. By the way, you guys took all the things. So we didn't get to give any. So we just made some. My wife is so awesome. Thank you for being such an awesome mom. And we made some packs to be able to do that. Listen, I love those two boys more than life itself. i never can explain it. The fact that when they first come into the world, you just love them. They don't do anything. They didn't do anything to earn it. Just my sons. Like, we made that, and I couldn't imagine giving my sons for you, and I love you. some of you I haven't met yet but I love you I know that God has called me to come and to lead a church in this city to plant my roots deep to go all in to love and serve the city to the day I die and I love you I love this church I love this city but I don't love you enough to sacrifice one of them and especially I don't Especially just for the chance. Because the cool thing is, God will never force His love on you. And it's always a choice. And He did that just for a chance. And I couldn't be forced to do that, much less choose to do that. And never forget this. We can give, we can be generous. Can give our lives away. But in light of all that, never miss this. It's that we can never outgive God. He's given so much for us. And so when we talk about topics like this, I know that there may be some internal tension sometimes. I'm talking about this. Can you just do the Jesus thing? Let's just talk about that. You know, like, you no, know, it's important. Because God loved he's committed to you so much relationally that he was generous and we are called to follow that but never forget no matter how much you give no matter how much you serve no matter how much it's never to earn anything back and the truth is we can never ever ever outgive God can I get an amen to that I want you to bow your head and close your eyes just ask God God what are you speaking to me Just ask God, what does my response need to be to this message? And I think it's so important that we take time to be still. For some of you, this is maybe the, the most still part of your week. And just ask God, God, how does my life need to look different because of what we just experienced here? And maybe for you, the response this week is not for you to give, but to receive. And to receive the gift Like that verse talked about, receive the gift of Jesus. And we, because the truth is he gave his son for you, but you still have a choice. And maybe you've never made that choice. Maybe you've never made the choice to say, you know what? I'm going all in with God. I want to start a relationship with him. I want to follow him in every single area of my life. Or maybe you have made that choice, but then you've gone off and you've done your own thing And you know that right now you're not close to God. And it feels like he's far away. But the the truth is he's right there. And he's just he's just waiting for you to make a choice to come home. And so every single week we want to give people an opportunity to follow Jesus. I'm not asking you to be a member of this church. I'm not asking you to be a religious person, but to start a relationship with God. We're not going to point you out, we're not going to make you come forward. We're not going to embarrass you in any way. But today, if you want to make that decision, I would love for you in just a second to just raise your hand and say, yeah, that's me. Count me in. I want to pray for you. And you could just say, hey, count me in that prayer. If that's you and you want to make that decision today, I just, I just want to follow Jesus. If that's you. You just slip your hand up in the air just right now. And just slip it up. Nobody's, nobody's watching. Nobody's looking around. Yeah, I got you. It's awesome. It's awesome. Everybody else just hey I'd like I want to I want to pray that prayer I got you yeah it's awesome proud of you and church let's let's pray this this all together let's pray this fresh Jesus I need you I'm so sorry that I live my life without you come inside me change me make me brand new I surrender my whole life to you, everything. I give you everything today, fresh and anew. I give you everything, God. I I choose to follow you in every single area of my life. God, we love you so much, and we thank you for all that you've done. God, we thank you for the amazing gift of Jesus. We thank you that because of Jesus that we can experience real life, and right now, God, we choose. We receive your love. We receive your grace. We receive your forgiveness. God, we thank you. We give you our whole life, and we'll follow you for the rest of our lives. In Jesus' name we pray, and everybody said, amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com slash prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.